Um, so yeah, we try to hit on uh, topics that are relevant to community management and uh, things that uh, Canoe has specific expertise in. So obviously, like the biggest thing over the last week has been Constitution DAO. Um, Constitution DAO was, uh, I mean, for those of you who don't know, is just a group of uh, crypto enthusiasts decided that they wanted to buy uh, the Constitution that was up for auction. Put together a DAO and raised, I think it was uh, $46 million in roughly five or six days, which is amazing to see the the power of DAOs and uh, crowdfunding and the simplicity in which it was done. So when you have a situation like that, though, uh, you end up with incredible growth within a community. Uh, for those that were in the Constitution DAO Discord server, you saw firsthand how crazy it got and, and how exponential the the growth really became. So as a community manager, as a, um, as a member of a community, it's something that is both good and both terrifying because, you know, in, in this particular situation, the community was meant to have that type of growth, but not every community is, is that short term in nature. It's more uh, like as in canoe, we want to grow canoe organically and have that type of growth. But at some point you, you hit a tipping point um, and that tipping point can really uh, stress the community in a lot of different ways and expose some of your, your weaknesses um, on that front, whether it's onboarding, engagement, retention, so on and so forth. So it's really important to kind of think through this and, and prepare your community for it. So kind of just want to set some expectations here for our, our talk. Uh, Z is going to um, have a big part in this talk because he was leading the way uh, over at Juicebox uh, and Juicebox was the uh, the method for raising funds for Constitution DAO. So, um, you know, in this talk today, we're just going to talk about uh, Constitution DAO and the massive growth of experience, the pain points that Z and uh, other community managers kind of went through. Um, and then how can we solve those? How can we solve them better? Uh, and what tools can we use to solve them? And then more importantly, like, how do you maintain uh, a quality community when you're, you're having this type of growth? It's really easy to get overwhelmed. And, and as a community manager uh, or even a member of, of the community, what can you do to um, negate some of the, uh, the influx of new members and still maintain some level of uh, you know, intimacy and relationship with these, these existing members and new members. So with that, Z, I wanna kick it over to you and kind of get your uh, story from when Constitution Dow really decided to use Juicebox and then what you saw within Juicebox and then how that kind of parlayed into Constitution Dow. Yes, Scott, sure. Uh... First of all, just to make everything clear, I uh, have been in Juicebox for some months now, and I take a community manager role in there. Uh, so I am the the person to be leading that front, but Constitution DAO is just so crazy, and Juicebox is constantly so crazy that uh, First thing that was made very clear to me is that this is not a one-person effort. 
a community manager can and should uh, be paying attention and try to hit the drums to put the st things in the right rhythm and uh, lead by example, but you're not going to deal with uh, this is exponential growth or any kind of exploding growth uh, as a one-person one effort. That's not something doable, and uh, Constitution now made it very clear. Uh, on on itself and on the effects it held it had on the juice box style community uh the the fact that that constitution DAO was going to use juice box came up like one day or two before it started blowing up so we knew there was something big coming uh we made a, a emergency voting to approve uh getting our juice box fee to zero because juice box is a treasury system where we'll manage the treasury on chain hold the funds in a contract and have everything transparent and easy to contribute and to see where funds are going and uh five percent of all the money that's taken out of juice box uh, be it through paying uh contributors or by folks redeeming their their money uh, there's a 5% fee on that. And when we're talking of a project that intended to buy uh, starting bids $30 million copy of the original original copy of the constitution, 5% uh, is a lot. So we had this emergency vote to get it to zero. And that's what made it possible for the constitution now to run with us. That we knew so Z, was Z, Z, let me uh, let's let's focus on that for one second. So um, the emergency vote, uh, you guys were aware that Constitution Dow was going to use Juicebox. Is that accurate? Was what? You you were aware that Constitution Dow was considering to use Juicebox um, for their yeah. fundraising efforts. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So. So you guys, was that a negotiation uh, with them or is that something that you thought was just the correct thing to do as a DAO? Uh, Django, uh, who's the lead DAO on the protocol efforts in Juicebox, uh, was talking to to the guys from Constitution DAO. He ended up being one of the signatories of the Sig on the project also. Uh, he was talking to them and then he came up with that proposal uh, in Juicebox. Like, I'm talking to this project and I think it would be worth it to zero the fee for everyone for a week so they can get in and run their project in Juicebox. Uh, it made sense. We had done it before for uh, another Saltabies action, a Christie's action, I guess, uh, the 101 apes. Uh, so we pulled the same protocol, the same process, and put it in place again. But it, yeah, it came from Django's negotiation and pitching the idea, uh, seeing what would be their problems to use it, then making a proposal to fix it. What what was that process you guys had in place? Since you've done it before, and you saw that this was an opportunity for, for Juicebox, uh, and that this mechanism needed to be put in place, what was that voting procedure that you guys had established that allowed you to make this governance choice uh, quickly? 
Uh, it's funny because there, it's not any formal process in itself. We actually had a, a convo yesterday night, I mean, almost one week after Constitution Dial to formalize a process because right uh, until now we didn't have anything formal, but we had done it before. That, that is, bring it to Juicebox, uh, talk to core contributors, uh, contributors actually, because uh, we we kind of dissolved the the idea of a core team into more of a all contributors uh, team. Uh, so discussed it and voted on Discord and uh, approved that that we should should get it to zero. It was very fast actually. Like uh, that's, that's why we make the process right now because it wasn't necessarily clear to everyone that that was happening. But it was it had to be fast, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and I guess in terms of your traditional turnout in in governance and in voting uh, versus this particular vote, did you see an increase in engagement and uh, debate, or was it about the same? No, I think that this one was. Uh, well, I can't really recall actually. Uh, I'm actually trying to find the numbers in here, but I don't remember if it was uh, more or less, but I, I believe it was less than normal attendance. Uh, but there, maybe there is a chance that there were more because normally the big uh, token holders don't take a vote in our normal governance process. Uh, we evaluated that the contributors that get reserved tokens end up with too much voting power. Uh, so most of us that have more than five or six million JBX uh, don't actually take part on voting uh, normally. And in this one, we did. So I, maybe we had more votes, but less participation because people that don't normally vote voted, but those people normally participate in the discussion, in the process anyway. But in the end, don't, don't click the vote button. Uh, and all of those in this time we did vote. So uh, I guess I guess we got less participation, but more voting. Got it. Okay, keep going with your story. I think that was an interesting point, though. But yeah. Uh, so uh, Constitution now started, and it looked uh, like it was gonna go big, but I don't think anyone could see it going that big. I'm sure some people will say they did, but uh, well. That's definitely a good sight into <laughs> the absurd, a good way to take perspective in absurd stuff. Uh, and we started helping around, like uh, made an effort for people to from from Juicebox to be in the Constitution DAO server, giving support about Juicebox because there were a lots of questions in their general chat, and that was when we were around a thousand people yet in. In Constitution DAO, and Django came into the to the Juicebox server and said, "Guys, anyone who can help, please do. Let's go to the Constitution DAO server and provide the best support we can." Then we just hopped in there, started answering questions, and people started getting in the Juicebox server. And so, in when Constitution DAO started their server, Juicebox had 500 members uh, in their in our server. And right now we have uh, 1,600. So we tripled in size 
in those last 10 days. And that got us into some interesting places. Uh, first, uh, thinking about Constitution Dow, it was very clear that uh, the community needs to be the support itself. It's not possible for a small group of moderators or support people to give all the support uh, needed when we're talking about 20,000 people getting into a server in three or four days, asking the same questions over and over and over because one, they cannot find the answers because uh, we had more than 2,000 first-time transactions. So a lot of people there didn't have, had never done something crypto. So a lot of newcomers that could not find the answers by themselves. And also a lot of people talking all the time. So information got easily lost. Uh, that made it very clear that one of the best ways to support uh, a, a exploding community is to create tools that do the explaining and empower your members with those tools, like teach people how to teach, give them resources and give them tools so they can be uh, routers. They can be, they can propagate the message that will help people. Z, uh, let's, let's dive into that real quick, because I, I agree. I think tooling can really be beneficial when you're going through this, especially if you have the support of the uh, community, uh, the experienced community team as a whole acting as community managers. What tooling did you guys lean on to help you? And what tooling do you wish you had? Well, we did the basic FAQ. Uh, it was second day into Constitution DAO and there was no FAQ yet. People were just asking around and people were typing and giving wrong answers all the time. The general chat was impossible to follow. Uh, so the Constitution DAO team made a FAQ about Constitution DAO and put it on a channel for people to access that FAQ channel. Uh, but us from Juicebox, we made something a little different. We made a standard, a standard message uh, that we would send in the general chat every 15 minutes. That should have been a bot, but we did not have time or uh, access and permissions to put a bot in there. And we didn't want to mess up the two FAQs. So we all just put Juicebox into our nicks, our names in the server, and just started sending that every 15, 10 minutes. Uh, the most basic questions like, where do I go? What do I do? Should I redeem? Should I claim? Uh, and that, that did help a lot. And we did also tell people in that message to come into Juicebox server if they needed more help. And that brought a lot of people in. Uh, other tool that I wish we had uh, was uh, a standard question bot. I, don't, I still don't know how we're going to make that, but I do want to make that here in Canoe. Uh, a way that people can ask questions and they can tag the bot. Someone can tag the bot in the answer and then the bot can recognize if this question was asked when someone asks it again and link it uh, to make it easier for people to get the same question answered again and again. Uh, if they can do it anonymously, like Gogo said on the stupid question bot we're thinking, would be great, but just linking people back to answers would have been 
Great, great, great. Uh, and one tool that we had that did help a lot was our canoe bot uh, for following treasuries on Juicebox protocol. Uh, wow, that I, I believe that that bot sent more messages in five days for for Constitution DAO than we've already used it for everything else in the last three months. So we did put, put it to test. Fighten was like up with me some nights making sure the custom version was working and pretty and well that that really rocked that really helped to get people uh more engaged and more excited about what was going on awesome it, it seems to me like you had two different experiences you had you had the juice box experience where you had 3x growth and then you had the constitution dial where you just had uh how many members ended up being in there uh constitution now got 22,000 members in five days so you go from zero to twenty-two thousand. what what processes other than the ones you kind of outlined would you think would be beneficial for a dao of that nature something that's going to be very quick growing um with lots of you know a wide spectrum of people coming into it uh, besides FAQs and then that standard message every 15 minutes, which I really liked, uh, what, what could you have done to address these people like right off the bat or in, in the first hour to kind of make it go easier? Uh, I think that maybe using an uh, uh, onboarding process that's more browse-guided than Discord-guided because we're talking about a lot of newcomers there, right? Uh, if we're talking about 2,000 wallets that made their first transaction, we're probably talking about, I don't know, 1,500 people using uh, Web3 for the first time. So maybe uh, bringing those people to an, uh, a, J a JavaScript uh, and CSS onboarding on their browser where they can flow through uh, and go back as they like without being in the messy and no discord that they don't know about how to use that you can organize very well, but if people don't know the tool, they're gonna have a bit of a hard time to get through. So if you wanna make sure, uh, maybe uh, a website where you go in and you say, oh, I want to buy, then you click a button, then you go to a new screen that has uh, questions answered for you, then every step you have its proper FAQ for that section in there and a proper support link. Uh, having It's about the, the user journey there, right? Uh, it's about understanding what's the basic journey your user is going to make, what the pains they have, like setting that up prior to explosion. I think that's the most valuable thing you can have for a community that's going to explode is to understand you're going to build something explosive and or even you, you may be building something explosive explosive it's better to be safe than sorry and then having a structure that can guide your members through uh, by themselves uh, so you want to have to take care of the two five ten percent that don't get through that instead of uh, 50 80 percent that uh, will have doubts around discord and new systems so let's, I want to hear the rest of the story, but let's pause here for a second and leave it open to some comments from everyone that's here. What, 
what tools or resources or structures would you guys put in place to onboard a community of 22,000? Something that's super explosive, wide range of knowledge, um, and just a lot of unknowns. What existing tools would you use or what would you wish you had? Um, open to anyone, Akalano, Gogo, Nick. Um, I'm kind of curious if, like, I think that JavaScript and CSS tool would make a lot of sense to guide someone through. Um, I'm wondering if you can do that in Discord at all by potentially restricting what channels they have access to until they, like, read the information on a given channel. Um, yeah, if you explored anything with kind of setting a flow once they first join Discord so that they're introduced to channels um, in a manner that's a little bit more digestible for new users. Uh, yeah, Z definitely. Definitely guiding people through Discord by uh, gating channels through reading uh, is interesting and it helps solve the problem. But most times the users are going to uh, have the option to just click I've read it and mm -hmm. go through and then be unable to find it later, right? So mm -hmm. uh, you do lose some people in the way. I, I do love this this approach. That's what I uh, normally will default to. Mm. But we do lose some people in the way. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's okay, because if, if you educate uh, 80%, you've educated everyone, because the 80% will deal with the other 20%, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so it might, it, it can be enough. It can. Uh, it's just, uh, why not both, you know? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Did you have any of the gated channels in Constitution Dev? Uh, I believe well, I guess... you had to read uh, in the start here. You had to read uh, and then react to open everything. Uh, just the standard, mm -hmm. right? You read the rules, you react, you get access mm -hmm. to everything else. Okay. Uh, but I I've been thinking about more gating on this way. Like you can read the rules, react to get access to uh, like you get the rules and the basic workings. You read that, you react, you get more access. And then when you get this more access, uh, this the second step gives you some new stuff that are the guides where you can say, what do you want to read? You can just react uh, uh, to the infinite symbol, let's say, and then get access to everything. But if you're not interested in channels like we had in Constitution now, uh memes hype music politics uh legal uh you don't necessarily need to see all of that to get inside so maybe maybe uh letting people choose what they will see can be a good one for very big uh, servers where people don't have all the same interests that makes sense thanks yeah i love the the idea of the bot linking asked questions this would be amazing um one thing that i i don't know which tool or how can we do that but 
in Discord, the information is always all written, and sometimes it just gets too much. Um, so if those questions that uh, you already posted the answers, I, I think that's what I understood of it. You guys made the questions and answered um, the questions right on Discord, and then you posted just so people could read it and have the answers right away. Is it correct? So, and how, how about to do a more visual um, um, type of approach as a, you know, illustrator one or, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you guys had the time to do it as well. I don't think so. But it, kind of, if we are building tools, I think one of the things we could build is like to give the information um, as pictures in Discord that people could open or archives that they can open like big ways, this sort of things. Yeah, it would be very interesting to have a, a image answer bot where you can just link comments with images and then you just, I don't know, do slash, uh, slash fact FAQ uh, claim, and then it resends the image that explains uh, about how and why not to claim or any other question, like just standardize that, but that would need to have an infographic designer on the fly with us all times. And well, that's a little bit slower than text, uh, but yeah, definitely ideal. And definitely would, would, that would have helped a lot, like definitely, but yeah, kind of harder to make happen. Yeah, it definitely seems weaknesses of, of uh, Discord, you know, reads like some type of blur before getting access. It's very easy just to click yes or, you know, whatever we're, we're trying to do, whether it's a game to get rid of the ad to go back and play the game or in this case, just to get to the chat room. So it would be interesting to see different ways to communicate that important information um, in, in a way where the, uh, the consumer of the information is actually like more engaged with it rather than just trying to get rid of it. Yeah, generally like videos, when I consume information, it's just a little easier to digest for me. So one thought is like, could you make a bot or a program that could take in the FAQs and put that in just like a video that speaks and writes the text on the screen? Um, might just be easier for some people to hear the words instead of having to read a bunch of text. Images would be ideal, but it seems a little harder to figure out what images would go with which questions. Yeah, maybe 10 to 15 second videos, very TikTok-y like uh, to just explain simple concepts uh, might be a very good one. Even one of those uh, What's that? The name is a deep fake. Just get your PFP and run it, run it in a deep fake <laughs> algorithm. So uh, when you when you talk, it makes your PFP speak. That would be dope. That would be very dope. Mm -hmm. I'd love to have my my humanoid or my cryptoid uh, talking. Hey, 
if you have bought people tokens, you should not claim them right now. There is no use for that in that moment. Just wait until the auction and then you have more information on what to do with your tokens. That would be great to see a humanoid speaking. Hmm. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Adding in like the PFP element or uh, just a different visual. So very cool. Um, anyone else have anything to add to that before we get back to Z's story? Yeah, another thing that I thought um, was to make a uh, like a section. It's not a section. How do you call it? I just forgot in in Discord. A category. Yeah, category. And then like a FAQ category, uh, a FAQ category. And like you, you subdivide the channels as um, uh, subjects, for example, they are divided. And then you can read all the questions. Like there is Zug, for example, is the only person that can, not, not only the person, like the, the juice boxers are the only person that could write on that. And then you guys, uh, take the questions that have been answered and put it on there, uh, divided in subjects. I don't know if it people would use it, um, but I, I think it's like you know things like that um, in general chat. We can think about structure as well. Think we can think about images. We can think about videos. So many things to think about it. <laughs> Pretty cool. It, it seems, given kind of uh, Z's experience and what everyone else has, has said. Um, the core problem here is not the information, it's how to deliver the information in a way where the person's gonna be uh, open to consuming it. So I, I think the next time we, we have this situation, like I, I, that would be a great test, you know, to have like an infographic, to have some type of uh, gated uh, channels. Like if you said to someone, like you had to complete uh, this task before getting into a, a channel with all the, the vibrant and rich information, and made it so they, they actually had to do something rather than just click through it. Uh, like, I wonder if that solves it or if it's, if it's not going to work. But I, I think it's something you have to test. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that definitely uh, <clears throat> the, the only way to make sure people will look for info if it's easier to find than asking. If it's harder than asking, people will ask. That's the, the easiest way to go about it. I open I open the server. I don't instantly find uh, what I need, but I do quickly find the general chat. That's where I'm going. Or I find the support channel. That's where I'm going. Uh, if it's not easier to not ask, people will ask. That, that's a great uh, way to frame it. If it's easier to ask, people will do that. People will do the easier thing. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, anyways, uh, moving on in the timeline on Constitution DAO, uh, not too much uh, after this. Like it, we went uh, pretty crazy when money started to go up and up and up, and then in the last two days, actually more like thirty-six hours, we started getting a lot of inflow uh, in in juice box from people from all over the world. And not all of them spoke English. And that got us to an interesting place. Like we had to bring in uh, a bot that's a translator where you can just 
minus t and put the language you want to read and then put any text and it will translate from any language to the one you want. So we were uh, su giving support to Chinese speaking people uh, through our Discord server. And we had to start making use of threads for support. That was a pretty interesting uh, thing to learn. Like someone makes a question, you do not answer in the support channel. You create a thread, you name the thread, uh, support the name of the person, and then you answer in there and you tag them and you work in there. So it gets uh, easier to find it again when it's needed. And if that person uh, takes two hours to reply to your reply, uh, then you can still find the rest of their, their messages easily and not lose context because you've already answered 10 more people in that meantime. And then you don't know what you're talking about anymore. So using threads to organize everything and keep everything on support uh, clear was very good. And well, that that was like most of of the work on the last two days was getting people coming in and asking about the same things over and over and finding good ways to answer them uh, properly and with care and showing that we were actually paying attention, not just sending them the same link over and over. Uh, and that was crazy because so many people got in in the last two days asking about how to to claim or redeem or how to check if they had tokens and then once the the auction went over and we did not win uh there was this big surge of people trying to redeem the money uh, that was easily solved because we had to wait for constitution dial but there was also a lot of people wanting to create new projects uh, before Constitution DAO, Juicebox had 35 projects. And after Constitution DAO, Juicebox already got uh, 28 new projects. So we almost doubled in size. And it went very fast from two different user types that are project uh, users, uh, the people that go in and pay in the project to get tokens for whatever the reason the project's doing. Uh, we had a big surge of those for uh, four or five days, and now we're still having a steady income of project creators because now we got visibility. So we're now in a whole new phase of onboarding these people that is organizing ways where we can easily incentivize them to contribute. Uh, we're using a tipping bot, Tipsy scene there. We're setting bounties. We're using uh, Notion for tasks and setting tasks as up for grab. So anyone can come in, put their name in there, say they're doing it. So that's one thing about exploding growth is not steady growth because you can grow steady and with big numbers like 10,000. You can have a thousand new members a day. That's growing a lot. But if you have ten, you have thousand members every day. That's not exploding. That's steady, just very big. Uh, the difference from this to exploding is that it explodes, then stops, and then you have a new moment after that, that is turning this explosion into long-term value. And right now, that's the moment we are. Like after the hurricane, we're 
just getting everything in place, uh, getting all those people that came in and are interested in, into uh, into roles and into positions that are just, and I'm not talking literally of roles and positions in a hierarchy or even discard roles, but just giving them power to build with us, like making it very clear that that's a DAO. There is no one on top. Uh, the only difference between contributors and anyone that comes in is that we already are accountable for some stuff because we made a proposal saying we would be doing this long term if we got that money and it got approved. And in Juicebox, that's the only difference between a contributor and a DAO member. Uh, so making this very clear and making it very possible for everyone that gets in, likes what they see and take tasks and do work, make it a clear way that they can do work and get juice for the work they do. So they get paid for what they deliver uh, or in, not necessarily so Z, paid. Uh, so Z, that, that's an interesting point. So all of those things that you're putting in pro, uh, place now at Juicebox, were those already in place or is it now like, oh, we have this opportunity, we should figure out a way to capitalize on all this growth? Uh, we were delivering that uh, as canoe in the notion structure that we that verb created in here. I I made a very similar one, but customized it for Juicebox that we were using, uh, and we already had that that DAO member and Juicer uh, and contributor structure, and we were in the middle of a reorganization. Uh, so we just finished it. And it already got stress tested to the end. Like, uh, so now we are adapting, but we're in this crazy week where everyone is running after their tasks and trying to set the structure the best way we can. But luckily, we already had that in place, else, this would be chaos right now. Like, we already had deployed a good part of that, and it definitely helped a lot. Uh, and by the way, uh, there are some DAOs of those new 20, 28 new projects that already want uh, Canoe uh, to to be working their their discords and their notions and bots. Uh, we'll be having from AfroDAO some. I, I believe we'll be hearing from them soon enough because they 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 are interested in our, in our help. So yeah, I think the structure we set worked good. And worked good enough that yesterday on the town hall, we got to hear uh, Juicebox should make a list of every single tool they use you use to organize yourselves because this is the best structure I have seen, and I wanted to my project too. So please tell us where how you do this stuff. And someone just said, "Uh, you should talk to Canoe." And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> so, so Z, I, I think that's a great blog. We've been talking about making content. That's a, that's a great idea for a blog post there. Just how, how you dealt with explosive growth, but not only that, like one thing that I think is really interesting um, at a higher level is like the growth in constitution Dow led to more growth in juice box led to more growth in canoe. So just being a part of something with that type of, of growth, it has a lot of virality to it um, in the sense where you're gonna get your eyes 
uh, or, or other people's eyes on on your project. It seems very intuitive, but we're we're living it right now. We're actually seeing that you know Constitution Dow had a three x impact on Juicebox, had an impact of um, I think tw- you said twenty seven new projects, whereas I think. 27 projects were maybe created in the last three months over there. So you're seeing quite a bit of growth across the board. So when you're preparing for this type of uh, explosive growth, you know, it may not just be like your community. It may be someone that you're a partner with or working with that has a growth that then leads to your growth. Yeah, and even even thinking of new numbers, uh, we did uh, grow fifteen uh, percent in member in human member uh, no twenty five in human member size since since uh, the the Constitution DAO launched, right? So uh, it does splash around. Uh, of course, we did not get three times bigger, but. We got in the last, let me see, this was the first one. Yes, this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight new members, uh, human members in here. Uh, in those last, uh, in those last 10 days, and well, we had like 40 human members, so that, yeah, almost 25% of growth in here, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's good to, to to keep track of those numbers, but it, I think it's also good to, you know, be con- conscious that if, as you know, we are canoe that if any other community that we work with experiences this type of growth, it could indirectly impact us. So that's a that's a good that's a good way to grow. To be honest with you, like you know, you, you have a lot of opportunities when you're uh, managing a lot of communities. Yeah, support support your partners. If either one, if you're a real partner, uh, if you're a DAO that's really a partner of another DAO, and you work together to make good things, if one goes well, the other goes well. It's just work together and work together well. It pays off. It's not a place for competition yet. The DAO, the DAO ecosystem, and especially the Juicebox ecosystem right now, is a cooperative and not a competitive ecosystem, right? We can, we still are in a point of this market uh, where we can be supportive instead of uh, straight up competitive. Definitely, definitely. So we're heading into the last 10 minutes here, but I wanted to open the floor up to uh, some of the earlier questions that I posed uh, about massive growth. one of them is based around maintaining the quality of the community um, and the community, uh, what a community manager can do to do that. Uh, any ideas or uh, comments, or if you were a part of Constitution Dow or, or, or JB, like what efforts were made to ensure that you know you still function as a community, uh, even though we're going through this type of growth? Well. That's a hard one. Uh, can can you can you make a short version of the question so I might answer better? Sure. So when you're part of JB and you have hundred three X, uh, the the community members join. What what could you do to maintain that same level of 
you know, I guess vibe for lack of a better word, vibe within the community when you're experiencing this growth? Uh, I think that's having the right automated processes in place. And even the non-automated one is like having our recurring governance tasks, having our recurring weekly town hall where we get the tasks from last week and go through them and help each other in them. And then uh, having the people that were working before the growth as leads and references to the new ones like Zombie uh, was part, is part of Juicebox for a very long time now. Uh, very long time, uh, it means like two or three months in Web3 space, in case you don't know. <laughs> uh, but she was there uh, being helpful, but she wasn't like an official contributor. And then she just got to be one, like bringing members and closer, like people that were already there and that showed up when help was needed, just incentivize them right and uh, let them feel that they are uh, important there. Let them know that you were here, you were here before, you know what we're doing, we have a clear mission statement now, we have focus areas, we have membership parameters, and now all of that keeps people engaged. But also a good part of it is just like, keep being true to what you're doing. Like uh, if it goes wrong, then you think about it. But if you were doing this before and now you exploded doing this, don't change. Uh, keep, keep your vibes, keep doing things the way you do. Uh, the vibes may change, but if you keep doing it your way, uh, and respecting everyone doing it their ways, I think it's going to keep a healthy vibe anyway, even if it changes the way it is. Kind of like that, uh, I think, uh, higher level, I think relying upon your existing community base to, to maintain that, whether that's through implementing uh, bounties or just people stepping up. Uh, I think that scales, whereas just having you know one individual community manager or even two or three uh, really doesn't, especially one thing that's often not talked about in community management in an international setting is, you know, you're only, you can only work, say, eight to 10 hour a day, days. I mean, you're, you're a little different. You, you don't sleep, but most community managers, you know, maybe they can put in eight to 10 hours. So that leaves a big gap there. So it's definitely like a team effort uh, managing that. I do sleep, Scott. It's just very weird hours. <laughs> Uh, I sleep two hours at a time, then I work two hours, then I sleep two hours, and no one ever notices I'm gone. That's that's my secret. <laughs> oh man! How, anyone else, guys? Do you guys have any uh, thoughts about how to maintain that vibe in the community when you have this type of growth? Yeah, it seems like having some kind of constant interaction with people is key. Um, one thought is, can you schedule like? monthly check-ins with everyone so that you ensure that people are being communicated with at a regular cadence um whether that's like a bot that messages the person or like you have a one-on-one -on -one call with people in the community or match two people in the community to schedule a time to talk i'm not sure what that would look like but 
just ensuring that people are remaining active in the community at some regular cadence. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think uh, retention is a, is a big thing in communities. It's very easy to, to have someone join, but how do you uh, make sure that they're able to contribute and, and really engage with the community? Um, when you have that type of growth, I think it becomes even more important because I, I think it's easier and quicker to lose a lot of people. Um, the idea of mentorship, I think that's what some uh, people call it, or, or ambassadors, where you actually have people reach out to new members and have calls with them. I, I love that. I absolutely love that. I think it's one of the best ways to really uh, build the relationship and, and onboard people uh, in a more humanistic way. The problem comes, though, with the explosive growth, like it just doesn't scale very well. So, um, yeah, it would be awesome if it did, though, or if there was a program in place to, to, to make it happen. Yeah, I think that one thing about keeping a personal level interaction is that it's hard to to not create a wall. Because when, when being part of the DAO turns into being a group of friends, uh, anyone that wants to be a member gets the feeling that he, he's going to be friends with the group. And although I think the human relation and friendship that we can build through DAOs is a very important part of building trust and making it all work fine, uh, it cannot be the glue that keeps it together. Like, uh, and I know that's not the point, but that like I think it's linked to the same question, right? Uh, when you when you have a a, a check-in and human-related base uh, on the cogs on the cogs of your machine, I think it it does tend to get people feeling that they have to fit uh, personally and not contributionally on that space. Yeah, one thought um, is that if people are being rewarded like with tokens or money in some form, um, if there's a tool to set like a vesting schedule for that compensation so that they have to remain a part of the community for a given period of time or like keep contributing to tasks for a given amount of time until they actually receive that reward. Um, that could be like a non-human way to keep people contributing to the project. Like if you already have tokens, you get more tokens, something like that? Um, like if you do a task today and someone says that they'll reward you for that task, you don't actually get the tokens until three months later and you have to have been contributing to the project in that three month time span in order to get paid out after three months. One thing that Juicebox uh, ends up doing uh, through that is, is the fact that you get tokens, but tokens uh, get more expensive as time passes to buy new ones, right? So if you got, uh, let's say, 0.2 ETH worth of JBX today, and if you get 0.2 ETH worth of JBX in three months, it's going to be way less tokens. So uh, people are incentivized to contribute early, and then they get rewarded. And having tokens is supposedly to be the the incentive itself. Like now you have financial investment in this. Like 
you are partly owner of the Holdress box. Not that, not in a way like it's shares or anything like this, but uh, you get a, a part of the governance power. So uh, now it's about your choice too, right? So what you're doing here uh, is gonna change the way that something you are part of grows. So you want to help it grow because you're part of that. If it grows, you grow together with it. Uh, yeah, but, I, I, I kind of see Nick's point though. I, I think when you have like explosive growth and you have a lot of newcomers coming in, um, incentivizing them with tokens is one way, but incentivizing them with tokens that vest over a period of time, uh, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you see that in more traditional structures where you know, if you're an employee at a company, your, your equity will vest over a, pe a period of time. And whether they're forcing it or not, they're, they're, they're making you stick around uh, and, and remain engaged and, and a contributor in the, in the ecosystem. So, um, yeah, I, it's interesting. Like, I, I'd be curious to see if, if that's been tested before. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen it. I was looking into that a little bit, um, but yeah, I still want to explore more. Guys, uh, uh, I'd like to, to close off because I have to go to another call in some minutes. Uh, I don't know if Scott's got any any more yeah. specific questions or words to put in. No, let's just wrap it up. Um, it, Z, thank you for sharing your insight and your experience with uh, Juicebox and Con Constitution Dow. Uh, awesome to you know have Canoe be a part of that and even better to, to learn from that so we can get better as a, uh, a DAO. And uh, hopefully next time this situation arises, we're ready to uh, crush it and learn from mistakes and the conversation that we had. So uh, with that said, uh, thanks for everyone for coming for uh, the second uh, Canoe Learns Together. Um, and I look forward to seeing you guys next week for the third. Yes. Awesome, guys. Okay. Thank you, Thanks, everyone, for your time and, you know, for your experience. Um, and thank you, Nick, for coming. Welcome, guy. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for putting this on. This is really interesting. Yeah, it uh, was really cool. Thanks for listening. I was very curious about how we would be sharing an experience I had. <laughs> it's crazy because I was just there in the middle of the fire trying to do stuff work. It's interesting that as something that we can learn from and do something out of that because really was just wow that's cool i want to be part of that let's go <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looking forward for the next one